and it is Tuesday, March 28th, and today we are going to find how the sins of parents wind up infecting their children. Yes. So it's a big deal. You're listening to Between Lines. I'm Junior. I'm Scott. And today is Scott, my dad's birthday. Happy birthday. It is March 28th. We won't say your age. (laughs) I don't mind. What is it? I did. 62. 62 62 years old. This is how old my dad was when he passed. So, you know, it it, uh, makes me think. Yeah, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Well, happy birthday. We'll we'll talk about you a little bit later when we get into Proverbs. All right. So Genesis chapter 26 is where we're at. I'm just going to jump right in. Verse 1, it says, A severe famine now struck the land. And we did mention this before in Genesis, but this does bear repeating that uh, today famines for us, especially Mm -hmm. Western culture, United States, it's like, okay, whatever, we can just ship food from other places. Severe famine meant death. Yeah, you 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 had to move somewhere else yeah. to survive. So a severe famine now struck the land as had happened before in Abraham's time. Now Isaac moved to Gerar, where Abimelech, the king of the Philistines, lived. Now we've seen Abimelech before. Abimelech mm-hmm. was Abraham's friend. We might even be able to say he's one of Abraham's best friends. Yeah, there's. I, in fact, I even thought that would be kind of a cool series sometime to do yeah. one on Abimelech and his relationship with Abraham and Isaac. Abimelech was the king who took in Sarah, Abraham's wife, Mm -hmm. as a wife, but did not sleep with her and then gave him back to Abraham. And then kind of a, it's kind of a weird way for a friendship to start, but a friendship starts from there. Yeah. They had had an agreement together to take care of each other, to watch each other's back. Yep. So he reappears. Verse two, the Lord appeared to Isaac and said, do not go down to Egypt, but do as I tell you. Live here as a foreigner in this land and I will be with you and bless you. I hereby confirm that I will give you all the lands to you and your descendants, just as I solemnly promised Abraham, your father. I will cause your descendants to become as numerous as the stars of the sky and I will give them all the lands and through your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. This was a reiteration of the Abrahamic covenant. He just uh, reiterates this now to Isaac. Yes. I will do this because Abraham listened to me and obeyed all my requirements. So you have the uh, the obedience of the father is now blessing the son, which I feel often, uh, dad, the obedience well, of the dad you. visits on, on yeah. the children. But in a little bit, we're going to see the sins of the father mm-hmm. uh, visit on the children as well. So and I, will I do didn't this. have any of those, so yeah, that was a good Of course thing. not. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, I will do this because Abraham listened to me and obeyed all my requirements, commands, decrees, and instructions. So Isaac stayed in Gerar. When the men who lived there asked Isaac about his wife, Rebecca, he said, well, she's my sister. So we see him repeating what his father did. Same exact Same thing. problem. He was afraid to say she was my wife. He thought they would kill me to get her because she is so beautiful. But sometime later, Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked out his window and saw Isaac caressing Rebecca. Now, I got to say this, because when I first started reading the Bible, I, I was reading it in the King James Version. Yeah. And <laughs> this kind of became a joke, you know. Uh, instead of saying making out, we would say sporting because it, it, in the King James, it says he looked out the window and saw Isaac sporting with Rebecca. Oh, wow. <laughs> sporting. <laughs> I'm going to have to try to use that with my wife sometime. Yeah. Let's I'm, go sporting. <laughs> That's a funny way to What's put What's your it. favorite sport? <laughs> <laughs> Verse 9, immediately Abimelech called for Isaac and exclaimed, she is obviously your wife. Why did you say she's my sister? You are just like your dad. <laughs> sporting with your sister. That's right. <laughs> He said, because I was afraid someone would kill me to get her from me, Isaac replied. How can you do this to us, Abimelech exclaimed. One of my people might easily have taken your wife and slept with her, and you you would have made us guilty of a great sin. Then Abimelech issued a public proclamation. Anyone who touches this man or his wife will be put to death. And they took immorality pretty seriously. Yeah. I feel that uh, we have way too many, and even among in Christian circles, that have such a light view of immorality. Yeah. It's just not a it's biblical. Kind of wink at it. Yeah. Yep. 
Verse 12, when Isaac planted his crops that year, he harvested a hundred times more grain than he planted for the Lord blessed him. He became a very rich man and his wealth continued to grow. He acquired so many flocks of sheep and goats and herds of cattle and servants that the Philistines became jealous of him. So the Philistines filled up all of Isaac's wells with dirt. These were the wells that had been dug by the servants of his father, Abraham. Finally, Abimelech ordered Isaac to leave the country. Go somewhere else, he said, for you have become too powerful for us. So Isaac moved away to the Gerar Valley, where he set up their tents and settled down. He reopened the wells his father had dug, which the Philistines had filled in after Abraham's death. Isaac also restored the names Abraham had given them. I think that what was happening here, it was both, it was certainly was jealousy, but there's also just the fear that he could overpower us. Yeah. And also he's becoming the center of attention. There's yeah. both of those factors come into play. And these are just, these are human traits. We... Yeah. We struggle with that. There's some, and that's what jealousy does. It sometimes there's someone that you don't want to be around that person. You don't want to. You, you just don't like that person. You can't yep. put your finger on it. And oftentimes it's because you wish you had. What so they instead had. of filling their wells with dirt, we'll kind of sow some seeds of. Well, they're not all that great to mm-hmm. other people, and that's that's what we do now. We fill people's ears with dirt. Uh, yeah, that's that a person. good way to put that. I like that. I'll have to remember that one. Isaac's servants, is verse 19, also dug in the Gerar Valley and discovered a well of fresh water. But then the spring, but then the shepherds from the Gerar came and claimed the spring. This is our water, they said, and they argued over it with Isaac's herdsmen. So Isaac named the well Essek, which means argument. Isaac's men then dug another well, but again, there was a dispute over it. So Isaac named it Sitna, which means hostility. You want to take it from here? Yeah. <clears throat> Abandoned, abandoning that one. Isaac moved on and dug another well. This time there was no dispute over it. So Isaac named the place Rehoboth, which means open space. For he said, at last the Lord has created enough space for us to prosper in this land. From there, Isaac moved to Beersheba, where the Lord appeared to him on the night of his arrival. I am the God of your father, Abraham, he said. Do not be afraid, for I am with you and will bless you. I will multiply your descendants, and they will become a great generation. I will do this because of my promise to Abraham, my servant. We, we saw that earlier. That was the uh, Abrahamic uh, covenant that was repeated. Verse 25, Then Isaac built an altar there and worshiped the Lord. He set up this camp at that place, and his servants dug another well. There, there is something to special places in Scripture yeah. where there was an encounter with God, and they would, they would return to those places. Yeah. And I think that we would do well to think of it this way as yeah. well. I, I know that the church is not a building, but there is something special about a place that we repeatedly go to worship. Where we meet with God. Meet with God people. and also yeah. with other people. Yeah, and, and, and throughout history, there's like some of the Christian giants that we look up to, they always had a chair mm-hmm. or a place in their house where that's just where they would go to pray. And we would do all to do the same thing. And that's just my chair to read scripture in. That's my chair to pray in. It puts you in that mindset. Yeah. Verse 26, one day King, uh, King Abimelech came to Gerar, or Gerar, the way Junior says it, with his advisor... I know you didn't correct me for any of those names that I had last yesterday, and so I should be a little nicer about it. People are wondering, how come I'm picking on you? You don't ever pick on me. It's your birthday today, so I can't. Okay. (laughs) And also, Feichel, his army commander. Why have you come here, Isaac asked. You obviously hate me since you kicked me off your land. They replied, we can plainly see that the Lord is with you. Man, I I can't imagine a greater reputation than... For people to be able to see the Lord is with me. Yep. So we want to enter into a sworn treaty with you. Let's make a covenant. Swear that you will not harm us, 
Just as we have never troubled you, we've always treated you well, and we sent you away from us in peace. And now look how the Lord has blessed you. Well, that was similar to the treaty that Abraham had made with Abimelech as well. So Isaac prepared a covenant feast to celebrate the treaty, and they ate and drank together. Early the next morning, they each took a solemn oath not to interfere with each other. Then Isaac sent them home again, and they felt they left him in peace. That very day, Isaac's servants came and told him about a new well they had dug. We found water, they exclaimed. So Isaac named the water Sheba, which means oath. And to this day, the town that grew up there is called Beersheba, which means well of the oath. At the age of 40, okay, here comes the drama, or some, you know. Yep. Esau married two Hittite wives, Judith, the daughter of Beeri, and Basimath, the daughter of Elon. But Esau's wives made life miserable for Isaac and Rebekah. So we have two daughter-in-laws who are destroying the family. Yeah, let me tell you about my daughter-in-laws. <laughs> I've got, I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed that way. I've got uh, two sons that married just wonderful Young women, I, I'm just I'm thrilled to have them, and I, I love them dearly. And it is a blessing. Also my son-in-law is also a blessing. Yeah, but. he's all right. No, I love him. He's <laughs> one of my best friends. But that you know, it is a blessing. But it, it is it is uh, pretty common. Very for this common. to happen where yeah. there's some in-law drama, and it starts with either son-in-law, or daughter-in-law, and then and it's a lot of times jealousy mm-hmm. and, and and sometimes just, it's just holding on a little too tight and not respecting some boundaries that oftentimes can be the case, and so. Sure. The in-law then starts to fight back, and and you usually, you know, it's funny how we as guys we tend to have all kinds of mother-in-law jokes, yeah. But we can get away with it because usually that's not where the drama is. It's almost always the mom not getting along with the son's sure. wife, yeah. And so maybe that's in your case, yeah. and if that's that be the case, make sure you sometimes make peace. it's also the son not leading, and if the son were to lead, I there say would the be majority of the time that's also going yes. on because. Yes. It, it's up to him to go to bat for his wife yes. and to be that godly leader that God intends for That's him right. to be. Anyway, we got... All right, oh, Proverbs yeah. 28. Uh, I'm going to go with verse 5. It says, evil people don't understand justice. Well, thanks a lot. I know, right? This reminds me of my dad. Evil people. <laughs> <laughs> Second half of the verse says, but those who follow the Lord understand completely. And if, you have, if you've ever been at the bridge or around, uh, around the church, you will see a lot of times people will go to my dad for advice. I always come, your office is always just one of those open doors. I don't know how you do it, but your office just always has an open door. And staff, a lot, just find themselves in here asking you questions. And I've had people before ask me, like, how does your dad know so much? And at first I thought, well, you know, you read a lot what you do. You know, you've been around a while, 62 years old. But I, I think it comes down to this verse, is that those who follow the Lord, and just want to do justice, just want to do the right thing. And that's what I say. My dad just always wants to do the right thing. And when a man always wants to do the right thing, there's just wisdom with that. Wisdom comes, and you're able to share that wisdom. So well, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. There's yeah. no doubt about yeah. that. I fall short like crazy, but thank you for those yeah. kind words. Absolutely. So happy birthday, Dad, and have a great Tuesday to It'd be nice everybody if, else. You know, on this podcast, if someone would sing happy birthday to me. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, make it, a, make it a great day. See you all tomorrow. See you tomorrow.